Today's episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the GymAware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where GymAware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates GymAware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting-edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 29th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. In this show, we're just trying to dive a little deeper into some of the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Director of Performance Science Player Development with the Kansas City Royals, Dr. John Waggle. Doc, thanks for being with us, brother. Oh, thank you, Jay. I think this is a really cool idea for a podcast, too. I congratulate you on the evolution of all of this. It's been cool to see. Well, appreciate that, brother. But listen, man, before we get too far into this, who is Dr. John Waggle? <laughs> um, well, uh, a kid from Rock Island, Illinois, I'd say first and foremost. I'm a man whose values uh, were developed by my faith and my family, and I still try to kind of live in, in that path. Um, I'm also recently engaged, an uh, amazing woman named May, uh, who I met down here when I started my position with Kansas City. Uh, so I can't wait to marry her. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, but but planning around the baseball schedule is, is a little tricky. Um, but other than that, I, I just try to be a very grateful son, a caring dog owner, and, uh, and, a, and a decent guy. And then professionally, as, as you kind of stated in the intro, I, I work for the Kansas City Royals. Um, essentially, my role is two parts. I oversee the physical development processes and our athlete monitoring and all of that. Uh, along with our senior director of performance science, Austin Driggers. Um, but then I also provide uh, sports science support 
for our field staff on the player development side. Uh, so overall, it's a, it's a really fulfilling role for me, actually. Uh, I was a former baseball player and coach myself, and so now getting to be involved on the technical, tactical side once again is pretty cool. That's awesome, man. And, and you know, I think one thing that a lot of people don't know about Dr. Waggle is you've had a pretty interesting journey to get yeah. to Arizona. Um, and in your multiple stops, there have been a lot of times where there have been some things that have made some light bulbs go on for you, bro. So if you wouldn't mind, would you please describe for us a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career? Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, I've been, <laughs> I've been fortunate to be a lot of really great places and under a lot of really great people. Um, and there's been kind of these, these notable uh, epiphanies at, at kind of each one of those stops. Uh, you know, DePaul taught me to collaborate, to listen, and to have a lot of patience in building relationships. ETSU, I got to be around legends in the field, and I got to learn the continual investment that it takes to kind of truly master your craft and eventually, hopefully, be a leader in the field. And now my time with the Royals presents me unique challenges, opportunities for critical thought, um, I have to come up with a lot of creative solutions with, you know, in, in collaboration with the other people that I get to work with. Um, but like my, my true epiphany uh, was actually at the conclusion of my baseball playing career. Um, I grew up uh, a baseball junkie. I played four years in college, got to play two years of independent ball after that. Like basically my whole life, I, I thought like, you know what, like, I want to be I want to be a coach and I want to be a baseball coach. And so um, when I got finished playing, however, I realized that what I really missed was the off-season preparation, <laughs> kind of that eternal optimism of, uh, of the off-season and of training and, and all of those things. And so I said, okay, well, um, I've always been kind of a nerd. I was a physics major at Augie. So I said, well, I'll, maybe I'll dive into this exercise science thing and actually do strength conditioning. Uh, so I had the good co fortune of coaching while I was still playing and I actually handled our SNC while I was in like a hitting coach role at uh, North Park University in Dominican. Um, but having that realization that I actually missed the off season uh, just as much, I, I kind of changed course and took on internships, went back to school and, and kind of the rest is history. But had I not really missed the optimism that comes with that off-season prep, I may have never even entered the field. Uh, so it was, my epiphany came, fortunately for me, when I was, you know, 23 years old and a and a washed-up baseball player. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And I, I think that more often than not, most coaches would say that the biggest mistakes they were making were in their early to mid-20s, and that's really when you found it. Yeah, I was, I was really fortunate. And I, I I think uh, having the opportunity to do some kind of part way S and C at those Division three schools while I was coaching baseball was helpful too because I got at least a taste of it, um, and I didn't have to make a complete uh, dive into the deep end and know whether or not I was going to enjoy coaching on the S and C side as much as I did uh, the baseball side. And it turned out I just I liked coaching, I liked mentoring, I liked leading, and uh, you know, I also liked the, um, kind of the scientific application that came with S and C. 
Yeah, and you're a guy that likes to dig in and find answers, man, and, and, a, and a person that's you know, went back to school to to change your first name and and yeah. <laughs> to to keep moving forward professionally. So I'm actually pretty fired up about this one. But if you could ask one question, Doc, and you know you would get the answer to it, what would that question be and why? Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Um, and I, and I don't know that, uh, that I'm going to word it exactly right. Um, but it's essentially what do I need to do to be the best in the world? Um, and I, have tried to get that answer indirectly whenever I get the chance to be around a world leader. Um, you know, spending my time at ETSU, I, I got to do that quite often, uh, with the Royals, I get to be around a bunch of, you know, really, really, really amazing practitioners in a variety of disciplines. And so uh, I get to kind of indirectly ask this them this question a lot. Um, but I, I also, um, you know, I've tried to be around those world leaders. And sometimes that involves taking site visits, um, you know, people like Duncan French and Dave Tenney and, and the, those people I've tried to go there and uh, really in that light just learn more about their stories like what successes they've had the failures the advice that they're willing to give um and, and all of that is is rooted that you know i think we all have aspirations to be the best in our field or be the best version of ourselves within our field um and, and so that would be my question and I, I will continue to ask it one way or another uh, no matter who i get around which is why i'm excited about the seminar because that's pretty much an opportunity to get to rub elbows with a lot of world leaders and really good practitioners. And, and I'll try to take as much away from, from that weekend as possible. And being out in Arizona really opens the doors for that. Yeah, absolutely. No, we've, uh, we've obviously got close proximity to, to a lot of really great people. I mean, we have uh, the Suns and the coyotes and, uh, you know, 15, or so baseball clubs down here with their spring training complexes. Uh, Altus is down here. Uh, you know, we're not too far from LA or Vegas or, you know, any of those places. So no, it's, uh, um, it's been really, really cool, uh, being down in this area. Um, and it's not so bad that it's pretty much summer year round too. Uh, but you know, it, that was a surprise for me cause I, I actually, um, just showed up to Arizona sight unseen. My interview was, was in KC and, and all of that. So it's been really cool to kind of be down in Arizona and have opportunity to go visit some of these folks and, uh, and learn a ton from them. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, the move from DePaul down to Arizona, <laughs> the weather may be a step up. Yeah. Yeah. I got rid of the, the traffic and the, uh, 10 feet of snow. Those are the two things I traded. It sounds like my move from New York down here, but yeah. Yeah, just well, have to deal with Scorpion from time to time, but I, I can get over that one. Yeah, Knockwood, we don't have those here, um, thankfully, but it's 35 here too, so you know, <laughs> it gets colder here, but so I guess there's a yin to every yang. Yep, exactly, exactly. But listen, Doc, I mean, you're, you're all over the place. You're, you're helping coaches learn and get better. You're digging for more answers yourself. You're working with some of the, the – best athletes in the world who do the hardest thing in all of sports that's hit a round ball with a round bat squarely. 
but at some time, man, you gotta you gotta recharge. So what's Dr. Waggle's escape? <laughs> Admittedly, uh, I am not very good at this one. I'm trying to get better, and uh, I'm gonna have a really boring answer probably, but it's true. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy spending time with my fiance, my dog, my family when they can come in town. Um, I do enjoy writing, so like even doing the research side is is an enjoyable piece for me right now, and especially like being out of the lab setting, um, doing some writing and reading and those things are, are you know, they kind of fulfill that piece of me. Um, and I also, I still love watching hoops. Uh, you know, I, last night I was watching the DePaul game for at least a half before I had to had to go to bed. But, you know, I'm still a DePaul fan. I'm still a basketball fan. Uh, and I think 10-year-old me uh, isn't giving up that dream that I'm going to be the point guard for the Bulls. So, like, I, I like watching basketball whenever I get the chance to. But, um, you know, it's definitely something I'm, I'm trying to work on in 2020 is to, to have a little bit more of an escape. So maybe I'll check out some of this Arizona scenery here uh, coming up soon after spring training and, and get to appreciate that too. But, uh, but really just spending time with the people I love is the, is the thing I try to do most when I do have some downtime. That's awesome, man. Cause I know that right now is a time where that's limited brother. And I, it's great that you're able to, to sneak away a little bit and get to spend some time with those people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Every every moment you get is is an important one, uh, especially when the time of the year they are a little bit fleeting. <laughs> no doubt about it, brother. Well, Doc, truly appreciate your time, man. Stoked to catch up again this summer, brother. And uh... yeah, I'm really excited, Jay. Can't thank you enough for inviting me out. I I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Well, listen, dude. Appreciate your time. Appreciate all you're doing to help us all be better. And we'll be in touch real soon, bud. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Jay. Yeah, man.